Hey everybody, welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast, Keeping It Rails. Jim, joined as always by Chris. Hello. And Roth Cornette. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry about last week, a little <laughs> technical faux pas, and uh, we we recorded an entire podcast, except I somehow neglected to turn Roth's mic on. Or, or I Look, I'm not going to explain myself to people. <laughs> there was a mistake, and uh, yeah, so... Mistakes were made. But anyways, we're back, and better than ever. Uh, so last week, Equalizer, number one with 34.1 million. Um, it's the third biggest opening weekend for Denzel. Kind of begs the question, is he kind of like the last it's movie star? One. Bankable. Number one for number one. Mm-hmm. What did we predict? Do we have a record? We, we, at one we point predicted it, something that we, we could say anything since we really. it never really. Well, oh, that's oh, true. We yeah. nailed it. Uh, it made, um, what did I say, 34.1? I yeah. predicted 35. You predicted 28, and Carl predicted 32. Well, so I guess Carl wins for not going over the actual yeah. retail price. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I wish I hadn't asked that question because I, I, <laughs> I fared the, the poorest. You pooped, um, <laughs> you pooped to the bank. But what do you think? I, I mean, is, is Denzel really, is he like the last big bankable star we have? Um, I don't know because... I, what did Two Guns do? Was that exceptionally good? Because uh, did okay, I think. Um, I, mean, I mean, him and him and Wahlberg. Him and Wahlberg didn't really bring the magic on that one. So I yeah. think it's project by project. Yeah. I feel like because what was it really? It was going up against Box Trolls. And, yes? uh, and, 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 and Maze uh, Runner was and, the holdover. And Maze over. Runner was the holdover. Yeah. So I mean, it was in a pretty good position as a movie that used household items as weaponry, <laughs> which I think I mentioned to you is the sole reason I would see this film. Yeah, it was very MacGyver of him to do that. Uh, Maze Runner, second place. It just just beat out Box Trolls for second place. Box Trolls opened with 17.3 million. Leica's best showing. That's great. Yeah, I love Leica. Interestingly, yeah. their best showing, because I thought the buzz for Paranorman was way higher. And um, then, then box trolls. Like I felt yeah. like there was more excitement for it, but maybe, but that was maybe within it's within me because it's within <laughs> our scene. It spoke to yeah. us, whereas box trolls seemed like it <clears throat> might have had a bit broader appeal. Yeah, I like paranormal a lot. Now, what do you guys think, though? I mean, like, is everything just going to be sort of like a labor of love for them? Because box trolls can't have been cheap to make. Well, they're all about the same. They employ a staff, you know, that works year-round, and once one film is done, they just start making the next one. So I think if you can deliver a film on budget, you know, you can just keep making them as long as they... I mean, we talk about this all the time here. It's like, as long as you earn back the thing that you're hoping for with profit, yeah. then it's if it's turnkey, then they'll keep doing them for sure. Roth, thoughts? I don't know. It's a good question because Leica has a very unusual model. A, for that reason, they're they're like a little... They look, it looks kind of like Pixar, a smaller Pixar where it's a campus. Or like, you know? uh, I've never, well, no, I've been there. Um, been to Leica, yeah. But is it like, uh, would you <laughs> liken them to sort of, <laughs> would, I liken uh, um, would you liken them to like an Aardman kind of thing maybe where yeah, it's I a mean, bit more niche or niche or how are the hell are you supposed to do it? Yeah, I think, it, although they had, they had some big successes, Aardman did. But yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's also like you're right in that 
it's weird. They may be making something with construction paper, but it also has like a 3D printer element and a big CG element. So I don't know. I I I like what they do. It's very creative. It's it's different than what we're seeing ordinarily. I love but that it's still old school. That they're yeah. they're, they're yeah. trying to keep a particular art form alive. You know, yeah. they bl- they blend it though. There's new tech. There's new technologies that they use. And it's very high and low tech. Yeah, but I I think I think the thing is is like they they uh, they have made movies that are a little bit more on the fringes mm-hmm. and if they do make something that's um got a little bit more mainstream story cuz i feel like all three of these movies have a little bit of a gothy feel to them mm. you know like yeah. if they make something that's a little cheerier and more mainstream that could be a more breakthrough success but who knows if they want to do that? Yeah, you know, that might, might not, not be to. in their DNA. To I don't think yeah. they do. And They're I like that about them. Yeah, I mean they they might be that one studio that everyone thinks Tim Burton like must run and he has nothing <laughs> <laughs> to do with it. Even yeah. isn't Henry Selleck left there too? Didn't he? Didn't he kind of divorce himself from Leica? Or am I? Oh, I didn't even. I didn't uh, even know he was. Yeah, I didn't know he was part of it. The uh, Travis Knight, who who runs like a and a like he his dad i think started is the nike um, oh yeah that's it makes sense that yeah. it's in portland so he is nike oh because well, nike is well right that's there. why um, they keep making them right. <laughs> it's just people oh. need have feet they're gonna need sneakers yep. i think they make enough money like you know certain certain movies don't cost all that much to make yeah. if you have you know basically the the price tag for this one is the long production time it's not like voice acting costs a ton of money, and it's not like they're getting people that they're throwing up on marquees, you know. For this one, they have Al Fanning, they have um, Isaac Hempstead Wright, and then they had Ben Kingsley. Ben Those Kingsley. are the kind of the three names. But like none of, I think, I think for voice acting work, none of that is going to break the bank. So yeah. you're not like you don't have a production cost of like eighty million dollars or anything. The funny thing about the cat, and again, I don't think this means that the production costs spiked or anything like that but the funny thing about the cast is that it's also got like nick nick frost and simon pegg and it's got tracy morgan it's got a great cast you know i hope that they're able to make this financial model work because i like the fact that they are taking risks and doing films for families that are interesting and unusual and if i my favorite movie growing up that was a kid's movie was the dark crystal yeah i mean i love that movie i love that movie and that and that that also is not the the most sort of like cookie cutter kind of kids movie, and yeah. so you never know when they're going to make one that's that's like that, you yeah. know, that resonates that uh, much. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, Selleck made one movie with Leica, and it was Coraline. Ah. Okay. Uh, he's now got some sort of exclusive deal with Disney and Pixar, but uh, yet to see anything uh, kind of come from that. He's been working on the Shadow King, I think, for a while. I, I actually didn't remember that he was a part of that movie for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, neither no. did I. Um, let's jump into the week that was in movie news. Ventura? Tetris. Getting, oh, Getting snap. a movie. Larry Kazanoff, who uh, was the producer in Mortal Kombat <laughs> movies. Uh, What's that going to look like, like though? How do you do a Tetris movie? Tetris the movie. Chris, we're looking at you. Captivating. How do you do a Tetris movie? I mean, how do you do it well? Who knows? I mean, you could look at you could look at Battleship and say, "Wow, that didn't really have anything to do with the board game Battleship." Yeah. But also, it was didn't have anything to do with being a good movie. But that's kind of immaterial. It's like if you're talking about what what story do you tell? They said sci-fi. 
you know so yeah. i don't think i don't oh think God. you could put it in any other realm than sci-fi but I'm like seeing so many bad ideas well you know what's funny <laughs> is that black 20 <laughs> who we used to be partnered with ign used to be partnered with and we we, we produce a lot of videos with them they made a tetris the movie trailer back in the day and it was a sci-fi movie and and you know it was it was kind of ridiculous but I don't know how you make a Tetris movie, honestly. I just, I, I'll be kind of curious to to see it. You know, there's been uh, there's been various people who want to do Sims movies over the years, and the the various takes on it were, you know, having a guy who's obsessed with the Sims. That was one take, and then another take was like, I think something like the Sims becoming sentient or something like that. Creepy. I but, like that. But I think you know, if you get the right creative team in there, they can do something. Creepy. Yeah, they can do something <laughs> creative with it, but. Um, I don't know. I'm going to rant about something right now. Okay, good. Here's a rant alert. Rant. If you're a person who says that Hollywood is out of ideas and you keep saying that over and over, come up with something else, buddy, because you're out of ideas. Boom. <laughs> I'm so sick of people being like, oh my God, Hollywood's out of ideas. What it's like, you, and it then is, they all go see Are it. these like your least favorite? Is that like your least favorite internet comment? No, but no. No, no that's no. slow no, news. Sorry, that's sorry. That's slow news day. Slow news day is probably. See, if, okay, I'm going to exclude blatant insults and like sociopathic behavior and just stuff that's really mean and that could potentially make someone cry. I'm going to just like put that into its own category. And then slow, slow news day is my probably my least favorite. I don't mind the sentiment of Hollywood is out of ideas because I understand, you know, if you look at Hollywood cynically, it's like they make movies for a populist audience and they use all these metrics and they try to do things that are really like sort of just capitalizing on, you know, demographic and stuff like that. I get that idea, but if you're going to if you're going to say that Hollywood's out of ideas by saying Hollywood's out of ideas, you need a different phrase or you need to be more clever about the way you say or it. Or you need to know more about Hollywood history because <laughs> yeah. back in the 30s and 40s, they would remake movies All within 5 years yeah. of when the original came out. Sure. Absolutely. So, and I mean, were... imagine pulling that off now. Or and, and the studio was churning out the same type of movie really yeah. like a factory system there were so many more movies made by one studio they were control they were under so much more control by the studio even than they are now yeah and they were all the same type of movie we just remember the really good ones well yeah. in human history even look at it you know like yeah. the same campfire stories are told over and over yeah. and over again the I same books say, that's, are written that's one of my big like every friggin screenwriting manual that has stories begin around the campfire. I'm like, it's the campfire thing to me. I'm like, oh, if I have a any other like writer say something like, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm just Damn saying you, like, Jim. Damn you. You know, I'm just now like, you're making oh, now the... you're making my my whole argument my <laughs> my cliche <laughs> argument. You're calling me out on a cliche. Oh, I just wanted to Great. to clarify the the thing about you Hollywood remaking me. movies like within five years of themselves back in the day. I'm talking about uh, you know they do it now with foreign films, but I'm talking about back then they would remake the same studio movie right. like five years later. Yeah. Do you remember Do The you Green Hornet? Well, here's more The Green Hornet, but we're yeah. going to reboot it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I They think, didn't call it rebooting then. I think also saying the idea of like Hollywood's out of ideas is, it, it's this thing that, it's the same kind of tendency to look at things as if you you really understand the intricacies of how things are done, but you don't, you know, right. like, and not that I do necessarily either. I don't work for a studio and I'm not a studio executive, you know? Right. Um, but look, I understand those frustrations too. And I like creative films, but also 
people are not behaving in, in any different way than most businesses behave. They're trying right. to figure out the best way to be profitable. Yeah, and not only that, but people like you vote with your dollars so if yep. you don't like something don't, don't go see, see it. it you know yeah. like that's yeah i can't yeah. believe they keep Stop. making those transformers Stop. movies yeah because yes. you keep going yes. fool you keep paying for it you <laughs> keep paying for it damn it you be part of the solution yeah <laughs> and they will change their w and any business will change its ways if its product is not selling so oh, yeah i mean look it's probably the the movies that will at the end of the year look to each other and say these were the best movies of the year maybe one or two or three of them will have been financially successful but most of them will be tiny little movies that no one went to see and so it's going to be really hard to get more movies like that made well let's uh talk i just wanted to uh everybody ranted i'd End like a rant we oh oh no there there might be more people uh -oh. this this might just be getting started um I, I wanted to since we were talking about tetris and how do you turn that into a movie you know angry birds a lot of people were saying the same thing about that well it looks like they figured out a way to do it and they have themselves a pretty pretty cool cast for this movie um it is uh here let me pull up the cast the, list the dinklage the Dinklage they got, they got the dink in there. It's and, kind of amazing. Uh, that's... Um, Straight from Destiny. Oh, hold on. I seem to have screwed from up. From Destiny to his destiny. So what do you... Do you Jace, uh, here, let me just rattle off the cast real quick. Rattle. We have Peter Dinklage will voice the Mighty Eagle. Nice. Um, He's got uh, a voice like a Mighty Eagle. He does. He does. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, Maya Rudolph, um, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Keegan-Michael Peel... Uh, let's see, uh, Tony Hale from nice. Veep. And then, oh, who else was and there? Arrested yeah, there are a bunch of, uh, other, other folks in, oh, and Josh Gad, Josh Gad is in there. Man. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. It, so it does, it does sound like they kind of came up with, uh, from what they say, it's going to follow, um, oh God. Oh, screw it. I can't find it now. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Check out IGN.com slash movies uh, for um, more plot details on Angry Birds. Uh, what do you think of uh, that voice cast? Good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially for, you assume that they're going to make this movie like a cap like a big, you know, comedy yeah. kind of capery movie. And, and I, I think it's going to be... I think I don't. I mean, I I don't think the movie is necessarily going to be good, but that cast is like funny people. But it might be. But I mean, they're going to get be. those actors out there pushing it on game shows. And mean, wait, what if that's the best video game movie of all time? That would be, be awesome. Could be the most successful too. You never know. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. To I think don't know about if that. that would be awesome. I'm I've made this prediction several times on this show, and I could be wrong. However, I'm not. It's going <laughs> to Warcraft is going to be the thing that people are going to look to next year and go like, wow, that was the first really, truly great video game. I, I really think that the Maybe. video game movie space could be explored well by doing animated films too. You know, for yeah. some of these, for, for some of these movies like Angry Birds or, I mean, Nintendo would never do this, but a Mario movie that was animated would be pretty cool. That would be, that would be huge. So, I mean, and, and that, like you, you talk about a four quadrant movie, like everybody would relate to those characters. What about a Mario movie that was animated by Miller and Lord? I know that's, I was just thinking about that. Like yeah. get those guys involved. It would be money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. They're going to need uh, filmmakers that they, that they trust, but I, I don't know. Do you think just 
Do you think a generation of executives at Nintendo basically have to die off before that will happen? I hate to sound we could kill it's grim, purely, but it's these are still they're still burned over that movie from twenty odd years. It's ago. purely Japan. It's like if Japan thinks you know, the Japanese executives of Nintendo think that that they're treating a property with respect and they're ready to be in the movie space again, then yeah, it could happen. You know, recently I feel like Nintendo is maybe more ripe for this discussion. They're starting to branch out in more and more partnerships than they ever have on the game side. So maybe if something really good comes along, and I, I don't want to like sort of give anybody false hope, but maybe if something really good comes along, the tide has changed enough so that you could do yeah. something. I think that they have to start seeing a few legitimately good video game movies being made, and then I think other people will jump on board and go like, well, we want this for our properties as well but also i mean like halo there's also the possibility of exploring things in the television space sure. or things in the well there was that wasn't there a mario there was a mario like uh tv series in, yeah, there in was. the 80s or yeah. 90s yeah. yeah at the height of mario there was mario everything there was mario yeah. cereal toys yeah. clothing all that stuff and then you know i think nintendo felt burned by all their licensing and then come you know sort of gathered Dialed back. It way back in yeah. yeah what's the most consistent game what What's the game that has good? lasted the longest to be like still? Oh, I mean Mario's right up there. Yeah. Mario, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, I would say it's like it's been consistently good, also for that. And Legend of Zelda is right yeah. around the same time. That's those games have been consistently yeah. good forever. I mean, there's other stuff too, but like Pac-Man has had iterations through the yeah. years and stuff like that. But I don't feel like Pac-Man is as much of a personality as Mario, you know Mario yeah. and Zelda. Zelda and Link and you know all those all those characters. Yeah. Um, Let's uh let's talk about some some other news. Marvel, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is they've ended uh, negotiations with him about or talks with him about playing Doctor Strange, so he's out, and I don't think that's really terribly shocking. Uh, I mean, we first heard about this in July. Little it is finger. now. Well, you know, uh, a lot of uh, fans want that. He signed that's up for Maze Runner two, yeah. but I just I I think. They said that they're. I, I think they want to try and get a, a, another actor of his caliber. Like I yeah. think they really want to surprise people. Of, so. of Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. caliber. So yeah. Daniel Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he would be awesome. In, in other news of things that will never happen, Spielberg had to like hunt him down in Italy where he was living as a cobbler to get him to do Lincoln. I mean. I mean. How yeah. awesome would it be if he, he was just like, I want to dabble in this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to just explore the studio space. Well, yeah, I, I have a couple of. <laughs> I want to rattle off as some names of, of people that are are, are, are wacky here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Read some wacky names off. Carrot right. Top. Keanu Reeves. Mm-mm. Christoph Waltz. Mm, too old. Mm. Vigo. No. I mean, you. if they're not going to do his origin, does it matter how old yeah, he is? Yeah, but do we, do, I mean, do we want... But what... Are we going off of Joaquin Phoenix's age? Do we? I, think I think that's where I was. Yeah, I mean, it's from. it's. I, I would imagine it would be the oldest they would go would be forty, but I just like, like I said, wacky, I like Vigo. wacky ideas. I like Vigo. Vigo is like fifty. So, but, but Vigo but, is Vigo is like Dorian Gray. The man does not. He does not age. He doesn't age. It's weird. He doesn't need to. He has no need for aging. And wonderful. Let me throw I think out he's some over more 40. names. Okay, Oscar I'm, Isaac. Yeah, we talked about that. That'd be so. Ah, uh, so Chris great. is shaking his head. I, I, I don't Oscar want Oscar Isaac. No, but here's the thing. I, I don't want 
Oscar Isaac to be like in Star Wars and and uh, Marvel at the same time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you think it's like confusing. Well, I guess it's not that bad because Harrison Ford did it. I could see, you know, and we were talking about this before, and I actually like the idea that they reboot Indiana Jones, making Chris Pratt Indiana Jones. Like, I actually think that that could be cool. Mm-hmm. But um, and and so that would be another one like that. So yeah, okay, okay, so I'm, open like, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Star Lord is very similar. I mean, but Star Lord is basically already the Indiana Jones of except he's not an architect. Yeah. I don't, yeah, well, I mean, let me throw out another name. Chris Carl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about, everything is really strange. You, what about should we tell uh Edgio for? Mm. Mads Mickelson. Mads? I don't I don't like him. He Cumberbatch? No. Ugh. You definitely wow. Uh, Nobody I mean, likes uh, Cumberbatch. Now. No, 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 I just, I, it's more like I just he gets he gets so much exposure all over the place, and I like I I want somebody who's like a little bit less of an obvious choice than okay. Cumberbatch. Yeah, no, 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 no. Michael like, C. Hall. We love Cumberbatch, no. obviously. Okay, uh, throw out some more. Names. I wouldn't want Michael Michael C. Hall at all. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he's got True yeah. Detective, so I wonder yeah. if that's yeah, not going to conflict. They're going to film early 2015. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna he cast might, no, no, no. He really might be. No, you're right. You're right. We're going to cast this before we're out of oh. here. Yep. How about uh, Javier Bardem? Maybe. I could possibly see the Alan coming. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bridges. No. No. <laughs> Colin Firth. Unless it's no. as the dude. Oh, I don't like so. Colin Firth at all. He's too uh, proper. Jude Law? Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. But that oh. would be weird to see Holmes and Watson in, in uh, the franchise, but yeah. different characters. Yeah. Mm. I I would have to see the makeup on Jude Law, but he loves comic books, and yeah. so I could see him being like an interesting. I actually choice. like that one a lot. Robert Pattinson. No. no. Have you? I think he's a different actor now with uh, his Cronenberg work. But oh, like yeah. I said, wacky yeah. ideas. I'm just throwing them out there. Leave Schreiber. I know he was Sabretooth, but maybe maybe he's look. Leave Schreiber's a great actor. He is. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman. No. No. Mm. I, I, I would get the killer thing stuck in my head, and I would see him, you know, as like uh, maybe Eminem. Matt Damon? No. <laughs> Kevin Klein. Not at all. If uh, it was 30 years ago or 20 yeah. years ago, yes, definitely. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing what, 20 years what ago. What about uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I feel like he's too smarmy. Maybe. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is charming and wonderful. I implore mm. you to take those words back. <laughs> okay, and one last wacky idea. Brad Pitt. No. Yeah, I like it. I will say no to I Brad like Pitt. I like it. Although I do think he would do a good job with it. I just think that Brad Pitt as Brad Pitt overshadows the idea. But it doesn't Robert Downey as Robert Downey now overshadow everything do you, he does? Do you know what's mm, funny? I think that Robert Downey as Robert Downey... There, I think that when he did Iron Man, there were so many people that didn't connect to him, didn't even really totally know his shtick. His uh, shtick. Yeah. So I think, no, I, I don't. I don't think he does overshadow everything. Um, he Iron Man has overshadowed him. Does that make sense? Tony yeah. Stark, that character. Um, but you wait. What else did you say? You had another really wacky one when we were talking. Oh, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another one I had. <laughs> Too bad Idris Elba is already in two different Marvel yeah. things with Ghost Rider and, and Thor, because he would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. But, but oh what, well. what are we looking? I mean, I feel like it's that combination of. 
they have to be intelligent. Yeah. You have to believe that this person was this renowned surgeon. That's the first thing. They have to have an ego in that presence. Yeah, and they have to be off a little. A little bit. mysterious, a little bit like mental. Yeah. yeah. But here's my thing about often actors that are not very intelligent play intelligent quite well. And the reason is, is because... Glasses. In, no, it's, <laughs> it's intelligent people get in their heads a little bit more. They're 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 more in their headspace, and mm -hmm. people are usually better actors when they're not in their headspace. And so, like, oftentimes, like, very people that are that are really not too sharp <laughs> play very. And I've been surprised. I've met certain actors that I had assumed were quite sharp because of their roles, and then you meet them, and you're like, whoa. What about Michael Fassbender for this? But okay, he's but Magneto, Magneto. Though, but he's he he would be great. But but a young nice. David Strathairn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. can I feel like you can be in Star Wars and and one of the Marvel franchises, but I don't think you can be in X Men and. I mean, Evans was Fantastic Four, but yeah, that years that had passed. Year, though. Yeah, you can't jump right from Magneto yeah. to. Yeah. He's still Strange. actively not Magneto he now. He's still yeah. Magneto, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So. Actually, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up, Carl. The um, Assassin's Creed movie might actually be on hold. The, the, the release date was kind of indefinitely pushed a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I don't know. Do you think uh, uh, to kind of circle back to our video game conversation? Do you think Fox just has cold feet on how to do Assassin's Creed? I feel like it's one of the more cinematic games out there, so like actually adapting it, I don't think would be that much. Maybe it's a that scheduling difficult. thing. But yeah, yeah. Could or, be or that. they might just be struggling with the script, yeah. and they might, yeah. they might not be getting what they want out of it. So, but I do think it's a th an idea. It's a great idea because, especially with Fastbender attached to it, you know. And I feel like probably it'll happen. I think yeah, he I really think it wants will. it to happen. I think it will happen down the road. The nice thing about Assassin's Creed is it's so ripe for sequels and you can you can always have sort of a different flavor. Yeah. Just like the games, you can visit different eras yeah. and it's, it's very cool. Um, now, to, to some other comic book stuff. Uh, Deadpool. <laughs> we actually had a whole conversation about this on the now lost, the lost episodes of Keeping It Real. Um, so... You guys, it, the movie's the happening. It really, it, we did have a good chat, but yeah. Uh, it's supposed to now come out February 12th, 2016. Uh, we don't know if Ryan Reynolds is going to be back as Deadpool, but he's ex it's expected that he would be. Uh, just kind of overall thoughts on, on oh, and that it's probably going to be PG-13. Overall thoughts on that whole spiel. Carl. Yeah, so well, we talked, in, uh, you know, uh, you can look it up on the site. We talked about why it's not going to be an R-rated movie and why it really can't be monetarily. So I don't want to belabor that, but I, I, I really do think that this movie needs Ryan Reynolds and I think it will get Ryan Reynolds. Um, and I think it'll, it'll be a way different Deadpool, obviously than we saw in origins, um, which will make Ryan Reynolds very happy indeed. I think none <laughs> of us, including the studio is happy with how, yeah, how and, that ultimately turned out, and including Ryan Reynolds. I mean, yeah. he's he's been pretty open about the fact that he was not excited about that, and the fact that he has legitimately been a really big fan of Deadpool yeah. for a long time. And I think it should be him because, damn it, he's worked so hard. It would be a really sad. It'd be <laughs> like, kind of a slap in the face. It really would be. Yeah, 
That's I, the last thing. <clears throat> excuse me. That's the you know one more thing you take from him. You well, take the, and you take. The thing is, is like <laughs> I, I, they're gonna oh make the, they're gonna they're gonna give him you know his charisma and all that stuff. But I think they are gonna do the whole scarred face thing. So he's gonna be pretty unrecognizable mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. Does, go ahead. Doesn't it feel like I feel like our 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 conversation, we, we totally had this exact conversation, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We literally <laughs> did. <laughs> um, we, sound, we sounded much more funny and impassioned the last time, and there yeah. was like a lot of witty banter. There's only so many times we can... <laughs> yeah, we can only <laughs> we trot can out the charm this. so many times. Uh, why the last man? Why? Because he was. Um, oh, he was. Oh, so why the last man? The uh, Looks like the movie's not happening. The rights have uh, reverted back to the creators. Uh, what do you think? Good news or bad news? Or I want it as a TV show. I've always wanted it as a TV show. I love Why the Last Man. It is a perfect fit as a series. It would be expensive and hard to do for some. But for Netflix, few. maybe. But um, it it I I really really want a Why the Last Man TV series. I want it. Please, I want it. I would like to see it happen. That would be great. What Thanks. about um? <laughs> Chris, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I just I I think it it's places on TV. I don't think that I I don't think you could call down that whole story no. into a, a, a short form. Why would you? It, it would be like taking Saga, you know, the the yeah. next Brian K. Vaughn thing, and trying to turn that into um you know a movie. Mm. Although I will, I will I will put Exhibit A under the dome out there yeah. <laughs> as to why Brian K. Vaughn is not. Yeah. yeah. Like he he also like Brian K. Vaughn is kind of like he likes the idea of comics existing as they are. Yeah. Um so he may just decide to be like, you know what? I'm good. Re- I, just read why the last man. I think it also has to do with um if Powers is successful, you, we yeah. can see more series mm. like that and happening in that way like PlayStation Network or a different way Hulu or Amazon or Well, let's Netflix. let's so actually things. this is a good segue to a topic Netflix has been all over the news this week with some really big deals that are or could could conceivably shake up the 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 kind of the way we see movies or the studio system uh at least what they call the exhibition windows uh and there's already a lot of blowback and concern over this so what's the news the first piece there are two items the first news story crouching tiger hidden dragon 2 is going to happen and it's going to uh it's going to be exclusive uh to uh, Netflix, but we'll get an IMAX release. Mm-hmm. So it'll yeah. be simultaneous. So you can either see it on the biggest screen possible or in the comfort of your home. Right. Obviously, the studios, uh, I should say the uh, theater, the exhibitors are up in arms over this because yeah. their job is to get butts and seats. So some theater chains are already saying... They're not going to run it. Yeah, we're not going to run it on our IMAX screens. Yeah. Um yeah, and you—I mean, it's—it's a—it's a tough thing because you understand the theater chain's argument, and they are trying to like fight for their lives to some degree. Um, but this is just like more and more things are going to be going day and date. Yeah, and, and more and more things should be. Yeah, I agree. To to make their money back. Although Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of those ones where I'm like, I think it's either brilliant or insane because I feel like. If it looks anything like the first film did, it's something you really would want to see on the big screen. Well, well think about know. home theater systems now, though, and how, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking about mine. It's not that great. I guess there are people <laughs> that... <laughs> Increasingly, <laughs> though, this is, this, is, this is the thing. Like, if you're at truly, truly going to 
go after like a, a slightly younger audience. Yeah. It just does not matter. Like they will watch it on their phone. They'll watch it on the computer. They'll watch it on their TV. They'll watch it in the theater. It doesn't matter. It's like whatever format appeals to them in the moment is going to happen. And I think that is going to happen more and more and more. And that's the reason we had this, the lost conversation about <laughs> Tusk where Tusk, yeah, that's dropped the ball day, day. by not by not being VOD. But, but, but Kevin but Smith but says the failure of Tusk actually got him the money for Clerks Three. Yeah, I, I interesting. Yeah. Don't understand that argument, but I don't either. <laughs> but, but but Tusk, I want to lose money too. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Tusk, it's easy. Tusk also, I like that movie, but it's certainly not a movie that you need to see on a big screen. There's nothing. Kevin Smith is doesn't. I mean. Kevin Smith is not about grand cinema, you know. He's not he, employing younger yeah, paying. Yeah, like, did you, you know, did like, you, yeah. did you, I don't know if you guys saw Hero. Yeah. Uh, right? So, yeah. like, Hero Absolutely. is not a movie that I want people seeing on their computer or their phone. They need to see it in a theater. But do, do. It's freaking beautiful, man. But. It is. Does that, uh, there's so many people who just don't care. But they, the a, aesthetic yeah. is lost on them. That's a bias that Which exists. Which is awful, but yeah. Only to people who are truly, like, truly love film as art. I think to a lot of people, they don't consume it necessarily in that way. It's distraction. It's diversion. It's something that passes the time. And so, like, you can't, you can't like discount that opinion either because there are people who really, really enjoy food and then there are people who only eat food to sustain themselves in life. And the people that make sense are the ones that really, really <laughs> enjoy it. No, it's <laughs> true. It's true, but you I mean, it's a full spectrum of human human experience. I know there is. And I, I, I but you're missing out on so much pleasure if you only eat food to consume it. Only a. if only if it's important to you. But it isn't. It's the same with film. If it's not important to you to see something on a big screen with beautiful sound and all that stuff. I, like any fascist, want <laughs> to impose my point of view. <laughs> well, and, and, and I actually think there are filmmakers who are going to be, you know, I kicking and screaming to their deaths to fight this kind of thing. I know, and I understand that, too. It, that is really understandable. I mean, one of the arguments, one of the things that irritates me, and somebody, it's funny, I just saw something about this, about, like, this argument to preserve film. I love film, but I just feel like it is a it is a pointless battle if you're Christo in in this sense like not everyone can shoot on film. I think that what you should be fighting for is like or supporting is that certain films can because they have the money for it. Like Christopher Nolan can shoot half of his movie or whatever it is on IMAX film. Who else can do that? There, so few filmmakers can do that, and so I think that you are counting out an entire like legion of um, of potential filmmakers and brand new artists when you say that they are not um, that they are not a legitimate part of the medium if they're shooting digitally if that's all they can afford to shoot. We we say this over and over and over and over again. It does not matter what something's shot on. If yeah. it's a good story, it tells a story. It moves you in some way. It is a good film, you know, like and. It, there, are, you know, and look at Blair Witch Project, right? Like yeah. that was shot, you know, w with the with the actual actors as camera people and all that stuff. When that movie came out, that was moved a lot of people, like to horror, to terror, whatever. Right. And you know, some people didn't care for it, but like that movie, and it's not like the best example in movie history, but that movie, like was a really visceral experience. It wasn't traditionally made. It wasn't yeah. made yeah. to be consumed on this grand scale or anything. But like, it still told a great story that you know made you feel well, something let's uh, let's circle back to the netflix thing because the second part of that news is that adam sandler 
Yeah, that's We're signed crazy. to an exclusive four-movie deal with Netflix to star in and produce four movies for them. Uh, this is uh, external of his existing commitments, but what do you think of, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of the pundits and real industry analysts have already offered up a kind of a, a host of reasons why this is a game changer. Not the least of which is that it cuts out theatrical exhibition and he is love him or hate him. He is a movie star, and this is a huge get. This isn't like he's just doing a 12-episode a, a TV series, and then he's back. This is four movies from him yeah. that will only be on Netflix. Crazy. And it's not acquisitions. These are original things that they're going to do. So what, what, what do you think this says? I, I think it says that Netflix must be pissing money. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm really, that's my first There's thought. There's a men's room I want to go to. You know, like, <laughs> like, this is, seriously. I'll clean um, the floor. <laughs> um, hit my shoes, please. My, that, th- this is <laughs> like, oh this is the first thought that hits me because they are, they are striking these deals. Yeah, these so are two in one week. Two in one week. And the, this is only... What does Monday hold, Roth? What, what do, does it hold? What does it hold? Um, <laughs> but this are $100 million on House of Cards alone for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, we don't know. They don't release any of the information about how many people are subscribing. They don't release any information about how many people are watching their original programming. We have absolutely no numbers to go on to assess at all if their model is insane or genius. Yeah. Because it's genius. We, I mean, no, they wouldn't continue to do this. No, that's not true. They must have I, a. They must. That's not necessary. We've seen companies piss money in the hopes that the benefit in a few years after that. You could always have a big sale. Yeah, I I just don't think I just don't think that they are, you know, like I think that like they they have like surged as a brand in the space of like releasing um, you know, TV shows their, in a their obit way. was pretty They're, much written a couple of years ago when they when they split when they and split, did the yeah, yeah. the price hike. But, but now but, but this is this is my question is like I think what Net, like if if I'm Netflix, I think what I would be trying to do if I had the resources to do it is to bully Amazon and Hulu out of my way and basically say to them effectively, whatever you do, you can't compete with me. You're a mean little gonna, company. No, Rock listen, <laughs> listen. Hulu maybe, say, but how can you compete with Amazon's you, money? Because they have drones, dude. <laughs> bomb you. <laughs> this is what I mean in the original space to be like, you are so far behind of the curve that stick to what you do and ship out books. And <laughs> I really, I hope they actually send like a Joker style video to just stick to what you do and send out books with your little robot planes. I guarantee that books is not what makes the money. No, I know. But you understand what I'm saying. Okay. Now, Amazon can't. This is what I'm. You guys aren't letting me finish my evil plan. Referee just ding the bell. Give Roth the floor. Thank you. Okay. So if I'm Netflix, my plan would be to say, in in terms of original programming online, you're not going to be able to compete with us in terms of quality. We're going to get bigger names. We're going to get bigger stars. We're going to have better programming. By the way, they do, but Amazon has countered with a series that is getting um, getting a lot of acclaim right now with Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor? Tambor. Thank think, you. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that that's what they are maybe thinking they're trying to do is have the biggest splashiest sort of stuff so that the other people will be like well we have to figure out another plan other than original programming 
these Amazon has a bunch of licensing deals already, but it does not benefit the consumer to have to go to 15 million different sources See, outside of paying for cable as, and all of that. As a consumer, though, I, I'd feel like I might get a little taxed from everything from all these uh, uh, streaming services trying to do something big and splashy. It's, I, I'm kind of curious, like Crackle doing this sort of more down and dirty, you know, C-list name thing, but picking properties like a Dead Rising or whatever that has some sort of following. I'm kind of curious to see, like, can you do um, lower tier or maybe, you know, more kind of modest product um, and have that be successful in, in, in long term. Um, you know, Amazon, they, uh, they've tried to do TV series. I think, yeah, Jeffrey Tambor and like John Goodman are yeah. the biggest gets they've had in terms of names, right? Or correct <laughs> Amazon, me if I'm wrong. I'm yeah, not really following it, it too it's, much. It's weird. Amazon was a little behind the curve because their first series of pilots were pretty bad yeah. and they were very low quality. And then their second tier series of pilots were actually pretty good. And that's the Jeffrey, one of those was the Jeffrey Tambor one. Mm. Um, the first tier, the only one that they had that was high profile was the John Goodman the one. Alpha House, right? Alpha House. Yeah. yeah. And now they have a third tier, a couple of which look kind of fun. However, Yahoo is also now heading into original program and they yeah. picked up community yeah. among other things. Yeah. Um, Hulu is heading into original programming. And so I think that what Netflix is trying to do is piss on the territory in such a big way There's that so much urine in that, <laughs> <laughs> that if you're a consumer, if you're a consumer, smells like the restroom at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> that if you're a consumer and you're starting to feel confused about like I can't pay for all of these, things, I don't know what to focus on, that that you keep getting the message, whatever you do, you still need Netflix. Like, well, that's the case, right? Like, if they're going to be bringing exclusive movies, but here's the thing. I, I think they can all coexist to some extent. I think some will drop. Actually, Chris, I, I do want to um, ask you, though, do you think anybody else other than Netflix could have gotten an Adam Sandler? No, I, I think Netflix has this sort of cachet right now that's really... It's ma it's major. They they like did things that no other streaming service has done before. You know they got nominated for Emmys, won Emmys. You know I think they're going after Academy Awards next. To be honest, they have to figure out the with Adam Sandler. The, the, well, touche. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, but our big Mermaid. Academy Award plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but, driving Mr. Mermaid. <laughs> but you can see the writing on the wall, right? You can see that if they're if they're willing to like try to lock down somebody who you know does still command some money at the box yeah, office he does. that they're going to probably go for some of these projects that might not make their way to well, the screen foot the bill too for these more quality tv series yeah. or whatever we should call them now that um that they want to make i mean think about it it's it could just be kind of yeah, as much point. as they're spending on sandler if they can one, I don't know how they make money. Uh, you know, like you said, they don't release information, so I don't really know how they're doing it. But you would probably see, you know, people maybe up their, um, sub, uh, you know, get more subscribers or something. Because, yeah. like, but how do you advertise it that? You, they're not going to want to show trailers for it at the movies, so it'll have to be all online. And I don't even know well, if you could well, no, no, no. show it on TV. Or? Trailers at the movies is. <clears throat> but the exhibitors won't want to show that. It'll compete with them. Yeah, but if there are trailers for commercial for TV shows at the movies too, they pay for them. Yeah, yeah they I don't pay know for the if they. Do you think they would take some sort of stance against like because we're talking now about exhibitors and windows like you know once upon a time showing a commercial, 
that's like a, a wink and a nod to, to Disney because Disney puts out movies that are going to put a lot of butts in seats. Yeah. But like Netflix, even if they were like, yeah, we'll we'll spend money with the theaters basically. I, I don't think, think they need it. I think, one thing. yeah, like they them. campaign online yeah. the way, and they, they did, they and did TV. On, and TV, and so they campaigned on, on, um, so do you think that, billboards? do you yeah. think the cost of Netflix of, it will go up now to, I think eventually possibly, this is what I, I, I like the fact that you have the kumbaya hippie approach of everybody can live <laughs> together. However, <laughs> I will say this, <laughs> that my concern as a consumer, and you know, Eric and I talk about this a lot. It's, really expensive to pay for cable, to pay for premium cable, to pay for Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, which I do. And then you're starting to get into other programmings, which are probably going to have a wall close, like Yahoo. I mean, is Yahoo at some point, are they going to exist only on advertising or are they going to have a wall too? Like Hulu, you can have Hulu, but if you but you also have to pay for Hulu Plus if you want the best benefit of Hulu. Yeah, I mean, Hulu it, Plus is really, uh, they, there's, yeah, that's what you want. Right, that's what you want. And so, and eventually, it just starts to get really, really expensive. And I think maybe you're right, Jim, that, like, this less than a prestige grab, this is more of a, like, wide audience appeal grab to be like, we got to have a Sandler. We're heading towards a sea change, though, in the way that people consume things. And I think one way to look at this is different than, probably how we are looking at it right now which is the internet is like your tv and it's going to give you all kinds of different channels and you could tune into them and you can have a subscription channel like you have a subscription to hbo you can have a subscription to to netflix to hulu plus to all these other things that would be plussed up on your cable box now you're going to say okay well i don't care about cable tv on my actual tv I care about, you know, getting these experiences. And soon, I think very, very soon, we're going to start to see HBO Go untethered from cable, too. So that that adds another element Would to the cable mix. let but, that happen? But though? this is the problem. They Cable's fighting back because... They're, they're not going to be able to... They're not going to be able to, like, completely win that. I think over time, HBO will win that argument. There's way more value to HBO. I want HBO to win that argument I, today. I do too. Yeah, Absolutely. I do too. I but mean, like, but, I just have a Roku but, now. <laughs> but even even with network television, there's certain th- cable like Time Warner is fighting back in that there. Are, I pay for Hulu, damn it. Yeah. And yet, there are certain shows where I have to input my cable information and in able to in order to be able to watch them online. Yep. Which is like the whole point of being online. I'm making me watch a commercial. Yeah. Is that I don't have to have cable. Yeah. So cable's trying to fight back. Everybody's vying to stay alive, just like we were talking about with the theaters. How it all shakes out in 10 years, I don't know. But right now, it actually does not benefit the consumer in a lot of ways. Think yeah. about how quickly Blockbuster faded. When that model mm-hmm. was done, it was done. Yeah. And I think cable is approaching that right now. And we s- you still have a lot of old people hanging on to it. And that's r- what it is. And me. <laughs> my NCIS. But seriously, like there are people who just don't know how to get TV a different way. And honestly, all these services need to make it easier for everybody to do it yeah but when that happens i i feel like there's we're at that like that knife's edge tipping point whatever you want to call it like very soon the one yard line yeah very soon it's gonna vortex it's gonna go over (laughs) and then hbo go and all these apps that have our our individual channel apps are exactly the same as netflix and you just buy them sort of like because you like what they offer is that what they mean by a la carte Mm. That's all a carte. That's all a carte. But, but isn't it's already a huge political issue? I mean, so doesn't it come? Well, because you have some people, candidates, or like whoever's given them money, 
You know, if they're, they'll be pro a la carte oh, or they'll be like, saying. you know what I mean? Or yeah. they'll be like, no, we have to, there's a whole industry out here. People will lose jobs and blah, blah, yeah, blah. It's I true, mean, they will. My, my other frustration about the model right now, this is rant day on Keeping It, it is. Real, is that I subscribe to all that stuff. And then on like Amazon, I have to then still pay for individual episodes half the time, even though I'm an Amazon Prime member, which yeah. I'm just like, look, if you're going to have well, this show and I'm paying you to be Amazon Prime member, then I should not have to pay again. Well, yeah. I mean, it, there are it's different contracts, the airlines. right? Yeah. Amazon Prime only gets you access to the things that were negotiated for Amazon Prime, right. and then everything else is like a different model. So yeah, they need to button it up in order to make it useful for everybody. Um, hey, but you guys. Hey, button it up. Button it up. <laughs> Clean it up. Clean yeah. it up. <laughs> but I, I really do think there's a big change coming, and and when it does, I think we will all benefit from it and we will all be able to i don't know if it benefits us all because we're gonna need everything still but but wouldn't that be a good thing for like you know there's that whole campaign to get a dread sequel like yeah I yeah mean, you do for it sure. do it in one of those avenues people would go nuts yeah imagine if That's crackle really came idea. behind it you know and and uh netflix i, mean, I don't want crackle anymore and i can't take anymore i i know more them. crackle I crackle's no, free no it's not crackle i'm just saying like be all, there's too. It's too much. There's too many. I know, but Crackle's free. I know it's free now. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm saying. Hulu's free, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, we're still free." But if you really want the stuff that's worth it, you got to pay a fee. Now, here's something actually kind of a. It's a tangent, but um, you know, uh, Amazon tried to do Zombieland as a TV show, and they they did the pilot, and it never moved mm. forward. It but was now, a terrible pilot. But now there's a um, report that. Sony is gonna is, is Zombieland too is alive again, and uh, Dave Callahan, who wrote um, Doom and worked on the uh, Expendables movies, is going to uh, script it. And Ruben Fleischer, who directed the first one, is back to direct. Even even with Fleischer back, I I just feel like Zombieland is one of those movies I'd rather not see a sequel to it. Like I really liked it, and I I just feel like. At this point, I don't know what Zombieland 2 will give me that so many of these other zombie stuff. I mean, that movie hit already when the zombie thing was kind of getting to the point where, like, okay, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we're it's zombies everywhere. Zombies, zombies, Ted and Alice. <laughs> I think I think it depends. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's one of those things where, like, if it's... If it could surprise us. It could be. Yeah. S- it could be so funny. And, I want it to. You know. Um, For sure. And clever, and it could be great to revisit that world. It's good that it. it, it uh, it's, it's nice to hear that Ruben Fleischer is attached to it because that gives me hope. But I don't want to get my ho- hopes up too much because there's still diminishing returns on something like that, and they're coming back to it after. You know, if you wanted a Zombie Land two. You, the time to do that was like right after Zombieland one. You get that thing cranked up and yeah. and say so let's get that going. Just could be another Sin City two thing. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think it's that far, and I think it's nice that you know like yeah. Zombieland is a little lighter fare. But Sin City two is an interesting thing. I don't want to belabor Netflix point m- more, but like I really do think that's what um, that's one of the things that Weinstein Company was thinking about yeah. with with Crouching Tiger. Like, huh? We maybe need to tweak our distribution model because something like Sin City 2 could have been maybe a bigger hit VOD or something like Netflix. Yeah, that's true. Um, but people aren't willing to go to the theater for it. Um, I wanted to... What uh, are people willing to go to the theater for? That's Denzel a good question. beating people to death with hammers. 
And that <laughs> happened off screen, too. I, I guarantee a bunch of them will go see, you know, some S&M when uh, Fifty Shades of oh, Grey Oh, that yeah. movie's going to... See, here's the thing about that movie. I actually think it could bomb. I think it's going to no. go either way. I, I hope it's like Nurse you 3D think level. Fifty Shades of Grey could go both ways. <laughs> That's ow, what you're saying. Ow, oh, ow. That's the bell just for is, me. Is bisexuality a part of that series at all? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking a serious question because uh, I don't know. I'm I thought asking it was, a serious no, question. isn't it? It's just oh, you only no. ever see him and her, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It's just the two of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hang on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying Checking <to> <laughs> the data banks of <laughs> Curse Bank banks. <laughs> it's not that hot. Yeah, I I thumb through it at, uh, at Costco of all yeah. places. Oh my god! It's yeah, not. I'm surprised I'm you didn't like, get arrested. No, are you kidding yeah. me? It's a huge stack of them oh, right no, there. I meant, I meant for what you were doing. <laughs> oh, no. no, it's not. It's really like no. it's it's actually a very <laughs> weird book in that way because it it merges. It's, it's, fact, it's right? horrifically written. It merges <laughs> it merges the big themes in Twilight that that. The ladies seem to like, um, and BDSM, which is a huge subset of erot- female erotic fiction, is by the way the number one most downloaded kind of books. Um, but BDSM shame is, <laughs> is a huge. It's this is this is legitimate. It's a huge subset of it, so it yeah, kind no, of I mixes know. all that together. Moon for Bigfoot. <laughs> Moon for Bigfoot. Our Harry Potter. <laughs> And the curtain rod I, and the hiney. I will say, <laughs> when I was in Japan one idea. time, I got taken on this excursion to track down, of all things, Harry Potter uh, anime or sort of hentai style manga, <laughs> which was just uh, it was a it was a uh, a foray into the underbelly of Tokyo that I did not necessarily need to see. Wait a minute, I'm gonna stop you right there. What was the what was it? It was basically um, drawn Harry Potter sort of... Sex stuff? Yeah, like gay erotica, but drawn. Huh. Hmm. And it, the, it it exists in more supply than you would be aware <laughs> <Yeah>. before setting, <laughs> sa- setting sail for Tokyo. I'm actually not that shocked. Wow. I'll yeah, you're you right. You work on the internet. This, That's true. It's a lot of dark corners there. Uh, we're going to talk about says, Star Wars shocking. a little bit here. Um <laughs> The uh, uh, Lucasfilm uh, executive, um, her name is, her last name is Hart. What was her first name? Sorry, I lost Corey? it. Corey? Uh, no, I think it's actually Kiri Hart. <laughs> Hold on. Really? Yeah. I, I, lo- I wonder if she wears her sunglasses Yeah, Kiri. Kiri Hart. That's her name. Uh, and she's basically a development executive and, and handles story stuff over there. And she did an interview with the Wall Street Journal where she basically said that... Um, that old rag. That, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, that you know, uh, I'll just quote her here. I think they were talking about like how... how uh, what are sort of the... How broad can Star Wars get in terms of like genres and stuff like that? And she said, quote, I think there are boundaries, but we don't want to rigidly define them. It's obviously not slapstick comedy, but there's room for many different stories and genres that still feel like Star Wars. So, I mean, I like you, that. Know, yeah. you know, the fact that Female they're erotica. looking at somebody like <laughs> on the table. BDS and M. Jabba's slaves. Yes. I'm just saying. Do you know uh, what? Like Jabba's. Jabba's. Fifty high, Shades of, Fifty yeah. shades of Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> they call me Mr. Jabba, man. They call me Mr. Jabba. Okay. <laughs> this went digression city. Yeah. Sorry. What but were you saying? Do you think, I mean, what what sort of, um, what other sort of uh, genres can you do? Could you do a, a Star Wars horror movie? 
Or is that is that too far afield? I think you could do like a Star Wars noir. I think you could do like a monster movie. We talked about, you know, Gareth Edwards doing something in the monster. Could you do a straight up comedy? I I think that would be tough. I think that would be tough, and I don't think they would do it. But I think they could do animated, lighter, like fair, (laughs) like a Lego. I mean, I I I think that you can do like what Marvel has done, where you where all of the films feel in the same vein. Um, and that they belong in the same universe. Tonally, they're not that different. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not one that you walk out of and you're like, my soul just got shattered <laughs> by that comic book film. You know, there could be a comic book film that shattered your soul, but they're not making it, you know? Not oh, yeah. Um, not yet, <laughs> not, not yet. Um, but, but, you know, that they are sort of their own sub-genre in a way. Um, yeah, well, yeah. you could do something also along the lines of Lego Star Wars movie, the Lego Star Wars movie, yeah. and then you can make all those Star Wars jokes but have it live with the Lego brand a little bit, yeah. too. Something like that. I mean, that. they, they kind of stuck their toe in the water with the Lego movie and yeah. bringing in Millennium Falcon and yeah. all that, yeah. which is a great moment. Uh, one last thing uh, before we talk about this weekend's box office. Uh, Dracula Untold, they, apparently they did some retooling. It's a upcoming Dracula movie, and it's going to be part now of the shared monsters universe that universal is trying to to establish uh i don't know if i i, I haven't seen dracula and Toll yet but i kind of feel like i don't know if i want luke evans dracula I, to be the yeah, dracula in I that don't. i just want him to be a villain you know i just yeah. don't want yeah. him to be like what he is in that movie from what i can tell it seems to me like i don't know from what i've seen i don't want to like I, whatever it seems to me like sub Underworld. It it seems it, like it lower seems than like Underworld. It seems like a better Van Helsing. Lo- or I Frankenstein or something like yeah. that. It seems like yeah. in that camp. And I don't know that that's really the building block that you want to start your Monsters Universe on. I don't so a, fr- a friend of mine made a, a funny joke about uh, on, on Twitter, um, Brian Collins, and he said, uh, yeah, this is how they, they uh, ended up working in. Dracula told into the shared universe. They just <laughs> looped one line at the end. Hey, thanks for standing by me all this time, Invisible Man. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's how they did it. And they saved all that money. Amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that was pretty awesome. I, I, I'm like, into the idea of them. I'm actually into the idea of them rebooting the Universal Monsters. Yeah. Um, well, if they, yeah. if they, well, <laughs> if they do it the well. And I haven't seen this film so maybe it's great. Yeah. Um, but it's it just like nothing I've seen really in the promos appeals to me all that much. And I like Dracula, yeah. you know, like as yeah. a character. And uh, to me, what appeals to me more is what I've seen. We haven't seen the master yet. But what I've seen of the vampires on Penny Dreadful. Mm. Now, you can't do that kind of an idea because they're so Timothy Dalton as Doctor yeah. Strange. He <laughs> would have been great <laughs> 20 years ago. Ooh, but yeah. yeah. I don't but know. Still, I don't know. I like them. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Opening this weekend, uh, two major releases. Annabelle, which is the prequel to The Conjuring, focuses on the demon doll, and then Gone Girl, which is based on the Gillian Flynn also bestseller ba- about a demon doll. Oh, yeah. girl. <laughs> there's the twist. I'm kidding. Please don't leave a comment about uh, that. That's a big. Sw- it's not about a demon doll. Uh, and then uh, on slightly less screens, uh, Left Behind, which is you know based on the um, series of, of best-selling books, 
and uh, has Nicolas Cage in it. The I bees. Want, uh, Chris <laughs> hasn't seen Gone Girl yet, so I'm going to make a request right here on Keeping It Real, which is that you see it this weekend so that next week we can – oh, never mind. Yeah, we'll be at New York. Actually, yeah, thanks for uh, – we'll actually be at New York Comic Con next week, so there probably won't be a Keeping It Real. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could try to record. No, I don't we, know. There won't be a Keeping It Real. Yeah, there won't be a Keeping It Real next week, so we'll be back the week after. I wanted to do a spoiler chat about it because there's so much to talk about in this film, like really juicy stuff to talk about that I think you guys would Yeah, enjoy. I think we can talk about it the week after because I, I have a feeling like the movie is going to have really good legs. And, and yeah. look, you reviewed it and I'll embed the video review into – this article, but do you think that um, uh, this is going to be uh, a movie that could end up having a lot of repeat business? It doesn't look like it on the surface. It looks like, oh, it's really dark, one That's and really done. a really good question. But I have a feeling it, I, I have a feeling it could kind of be like, um, I don't know, it's something that will get a kind of a conversation going. I get, do too, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to see it again because I'm going to see it with a couple of people. And you're a misogynist. No, I'm just kidding. That <laughs> haven't seen it yet. Um, <laughs> and I, I, so I would like to see it. and But also because I, I the book had such a big impact on me that yeah. I, I, would like, I would like to take it in again. See, um, I think that Gone Girl, I don't think it's apparently a very close race. Uh with that in animal for number one but here's the thing gone girl is like what two and a half hours yeah and it's on about 200 less screens and i think when it's a close race like that that could tip it in annabelle's favor which is uh what was like 90 minutes 100 minutes yeah and is on just under 3200 screens so i think annabelle uh which is okay i like the conjuring more it was scarier and annabelle is a whole uh issue uh, that, that we'll, also talk, that we'll also talk about down the line. Of course, by the time we get to that podcast, I'll probably already be out of theaters, yeah. <laughs> given the lifespan of horror movies. But I think Annabelle probably number one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty million. I think Gone Girls. I think that I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say that Gone Girls um, buzz is gonna shoot it up to like number one, but like fifty. 50? Wow. Yeah. That tracking is 20 million off. 50. Really? Okay. 50 mils. Uh and I think I think Gone Girl will be second place. I'm going to say with also with 30, but I think it'll be one of those ones where it'll be like 30.5 versus 30. What All do you right. think second obviously for Actually, you? No, you know what? I'm going to say 20. I'm going to change mine. <laughs> oh, come on. Commit to a number. Well, because they were cuz it's track it, it's like I don't know. Would it? Would it? Carl, gra- what do you think? Would it gravity like? open at? Gravity opened at like I forgot. It was like fifty or something. Like fifty, right? right? But it was a very different kind of movie, and it was a shorter movie. I think for me, and it was on Gone IMAX Girl number one. Also, I I do believe in that movie. I think it's going to do thirty-five million, and I agree. I think Annabelle is going to be about. I think it's actually going to do a little less. I think it's going to do twenty-eight. Okay. Okay. That that sounds pretty reasonable. I just wonder if the uh, well, they're both wait. Annabelle was PG thirteen, wasn't it? Or is yeah, it an I R? think it is PG thirteen. I think it so is. So I yeah. think, I think just the the number of factors on younger people, um, sort of the the. I see. I think Gone Girl might not be number one this weekend, but I think it will be next weekend. I think it's yeah. going to have great legs. I think there are just some. 
factors working against it this particular weekend. But I, think, I could be wrong. I, I think, think I think Gone Girl, I think that the positive reviews and then when the people go see it, because I think the thing that hold it, holds it back is that people are going to assume that Annabelle is a more fun movie to watch. Mm. That's maybe partially true, but it's also not true. Um, so I will commit to it. Mean, Gone Girl is a much better movie. I'm going to say that Gone Girl will be number one Kay. with 36. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Annabelle at 30. Okay. Okay, so cool. All right. Well, guys, that'll do it for this week's Keeping It Real. Uh, we will be back the week after next. But in the meantime, send us your thoughts at keepingitreal at IGN.com. It's a shout-out over on iTunes. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.